Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Uh, that music coming in, of course, it has been a long December. It, today is Monday, December 12th, up through December. However, with what all I know you had going on this weekend, I had going on this weekend, it feels like we're a lot further into the month than that. But the best thing about today, Matt, is the redo of the Christmas parade. That is right, Derek. The postponed Christmas parade will be happening in the next couple of hours as we record around 3 o'clock on this Monday. Any chance to hear some Counting Crows is a good thing. Love Counting Crows. Counting Crows is a great band. Yes, yeah, so I'll be driving tonight. Hannah Grace will be as Mississippi Miss Hospitality, which that's part of our words from the weekend. Uh, you'll hear a little bit more about that. She will be... Um, well, I called and tried to jump in the parade because we had some miscommunication before. I guess I dropped the ball. Um, that's what I do a lot of times. And uh, they said, well, you can jump right in front of Santa. So as you listen to this, <laughs> you'll be you'll think back at the parade uh, happening tonight. And, um, you know, you'll Hannah Grace is right in front of Santa Claus, which most people wait for at the very, very end. I can tell you what, I'm not lining up at 530, though. I'm just going to oh, sneak no, no. in you, at 620. You can easily get there yeah. at 637 yeah. o'clock and still be able to get in line at, next to the last float. Right. We're going to sneak in right in front of Santa Claus and say, uh, this is where Sibby he told me uh, to be so uh that's uh that's what we're gonna do and does that uh, make you a reindeer are y'all reindeer i guess so rudolph we'll be rudolph tonight yeah go. shout out to brian couch for uh letting me use a car and i really really appreciate that uh he let me do that you know very last minute and, and just said sure uh just jump over there and get it so can't thank him enough for that really uh hannah grace really wanted to do the parade and again um i dropped the ball and then so um it works out we're gonna do the parade tonight and very appreciative of him and uh, that's the kind of service that's the kind of um attention you're going to get to detail when it comes to uh, working with team couch or birch realty group our 2022 presenting sponsor team couch possesses over 66 years of combined real estate experience they have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate they were also recently voted desoto's best for the fifth time currently offering a free no obligation market analysis simply give them your address they can tell you all about your neighborhood your zip code how long houses on your street are staying on the market how fast they're selling how fast they're closing brian and terry possess all the analytics when it comes to desoto county real estate that you want from a realtor in 2022 give them a call at 662-449-1700 that's 662-449-1700 call brian directly on his cell phone 901-461-7653 that's 461SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Simply put in the uh, filters, number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, all the information right there on Brian and Terry's website, and let teamcouch.com help you find the home of your dreams in DeSoto County. Give them a call today, 662-449-1700, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And podcast listeners, always remember, during this holiday season, every home needs a couch. As Derek mentioned, December 12th, glad to be coming to you from the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. Cars, trucks, vans. If you need help with an insurance claim, if you need a car, van, or truck for a day, a week, or a month. Think local, call local, give us a chance here at Mobile Cars and Vans. We uh, continue to grow, continue to help people throughout this area. And um, right now, Derek, a really empty parking lot. So glad and appreciate everybody working with us at Mobile Cars and Vans, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. If you're traveling for Christmas, we still have a couple of vans available. If you're taking a weekend trip, going to grandma's house. If you're making New Year's Eve plans, if you're traveling to the Ole Miss football game down in Houston or to the game uh, for Mississippi State, please 
Give us a call, 662-469-4555, mobile cars and vans. Derek, as we get started, uh, a little bit of information there. I mentioned Mississippi State. We'll talk more about that during our sports section. Um, you know, not a whole lot to discuss there, but uh, we are going to discuss a little bit more about that here shortly, and most people know exactly uh, what we're talking about. But, Derek, our Tuesday show always starts off the same way. Our words from the weekend, I defer to you once again. Your word from the weekend is what? Matt, my word from the weekend is checklist. Okay. I think everybody this year, of course, Santa has his list. He's checking it twice, but – uh, I think everybody this time of year has their own checklist, uh, whether it be uh, present buying, whether it be you know just the events that they're trying to knock out for their kids or for themselves. And uh, this weekend, uh, these next two weekends, the one that just passed and the one coming up are, are my two busiest weekends probably uh, at least of the second half of the year. And so uh, that's kind of what went on. Uh, Friday night had an event, the um, – Wonderful Red Door Market preview party. Uh, this is open to the public. Uh, you do have to buy tickets, but it's a fantastic party and uh, really hosted well. Uh, Becky Beard, appreciate her uh, hosting it again. Just a wonderful event. Had a great crowd to come out to support the DeSoto Arts Council. Uh, Saturday, um, uh, you know, had a, several things to do in the morning. My daughter had a basketball game, uh, and then of course it was pouring down rain. The Red Door Market was actually all day, uh, so that was a, an, a, actually a really good turnout. Uh, the vendors did very well, even with the downpour, the rain things. And Sunday. Uh, you know, at church, uh, of course, in the morning, I had the Red Door Market again uh, at lunch. I had to um, put out uh, signs getting ready for the Santa Claus coming through the town with the crew caravan that will be coming up. We'll mention that here in just a second, uh, probably in our announcements or somewhere around there, just kind of give you a little more information for the next two shows before that happens on Saturday. Uh, and then I had to go to an open house. Uh, Christmas open house, and then back to the church for two more meetings. So just a, a long weekend, but a, a wonderful weekend, seeing people, visiting with people at different things, watching people, you know, support the local merchants uh, at the Red Door Market, and then, of course, all the wonderful things that are going on at church with the children's Christmas program Sunday morning, which was wonderful. It's the time of year for checklist. Again, Santa has his. Everybody has theirs. So that is my word from the weekend. And, again, I got one more weekend of checklist getting things done, crossing them off, and then finally be able to breathe that last week going into Christmas. My word from the weekend is actually two words. It's going to be daddy, daughter. Uh, what I'm speaking on is I had a chance to escort Hannah Grace down to Meridian. She was invited by the Meridian Miss Hospitality to come down for a big Christmas parade that they do uh, in Meridian every year. And, and sure enough, it was a very, very large parade down there. So I drove her down, stayed, hung around the Meridian area, stayed around town. And Meridian's Miss Hospitality entertained her. They took a lot of different pictures you know i mean she works for visit hattiesburg and the people that hosted hannah grace this past weekend were visit meridian mm -hmm. so they took care of the trip and, and they hosted her and everything and that's what she does that's her job is to raise awareness of tourism and and those type things so she offered herself up to all the different contestants that she uh you know really battled against i guess in july uh, offered herself up to that i think she's going to go down try to go down to jackson and tour the governor's mansion go through and look at all the different ornaments and trees and stuff and she's uh, invited all the miss hospitalities from the different areas to meet her in jackson and do a big you know kind of reunion thing from last nice. summer so yeah a lot of different things but yeah daddy daughter um is my word from the weekend it was a really good time to travel down three and a half hours with her uh, get a chance to visit all about school and, and, and her first semester and, and everything at Ole Miss so that was good to uh, be with her and just you know really she doesn't need me but I was glad well I was glad to drive her down because three and a half hours away I mean the, the fog and all that kind of stuff and everything on Friday night I was just glad to be around and there were times I mean I've 
I almost just laid my seat back in the car and dozed off and stuff like that because <laughs> had to be out of the hotel for a certain amount of time, but she was busy uh, doing some other things. And so that's exactly what she signed up for when she did went through the uh, the process and was hired as Miss Hospitality through all the interviews and stuff like that. So she's really glad to have this little bit of a break. And she, as I mentioned, will be uh, Mississippi Miss Hospitality tonight in the Hernando Parade. So, um, you know, that's what she does. She, she That's her job for this year, and that's what she earns a scholarship there at Ole Miss and everything. But Daddy Daughter is going to be my word from the weekend. Had a really, really good time with her. It's one of those things where it's memories that you just take for granted. That's right. So, no, it's a fantastic weekend. Right. Great, great time with her. And uh, it was good to see her at work and good to see her, uh, you know, as part of the parade and as part of uh, exactly what is she she is supposed to be doing for the state of Mississippi. Well, Derek, not a whole lot going on under the water tower. Our autumn meetings aren't until next, you know, the last week and next week. We don't cover planning commission stuff. I mean, the parade hasn't happened yet, so there's really nothing to update when it comes to that tonight. So you had mentioned something. We did this last year. You you, you kind of challenged me off air. You said, all right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to do, a, I'm gonna do a, a Christmas tradition that we had when we were growing up, and then we're going to do a Christmas tradition that we now have for our families. So We'll kind of do it the same thing we did, way we did it for our words from the weekend. You go first. All right. So I'll go with my, uh, I guess, growing you up grew tradition up with, first. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we'll start with the uh, tradition growing up. I think my, and I won't say, it's probably one of my favorites. Of course, everybody has wonderful traditions. But the favorite one that uh, I guess I want to talk about is, and, and I hope, I don't know um, if anybody else does this, but the Big Lane family has done a lineup every Christmas uh, since... The 50s, 60s? What's the lineup? All right, so what they do is on Christmas night, well, Christmas, for us, it was Christmas night. So after we'd have Christmas morning at our house, and then everybody would come from out of town, whoever's out of town would come there, would travel Christmas Day, uh, and then Christmas night, we would go to my grandparents' house. Uh, they, would, they went by uh, Papa Nolan and Grandma Dot. Uh, there was Nolan Big Lane and, and, and Dottie Big Lane. And so we would show up at their house, and we would line up. Uh, in reverse order, so their youngest daughter, Mary Jane, would have her family, uh, and then backed all the way to my dad, who was the next to the oldest, and then Linda would be the oldest. And there's eight; they had eight eight kids. Uh, so my dad had uh, eight brothers and sisters. They would all line up by family, and we walk out. We close the door. We walk out into the den. Cameras are going. We're all waving to the camera. They've done that since they were born. So they started that tradition when they were just, I mean, they have like the black and white reels, kind of like when you watch Chevy Chase uh, on Christmas vacation. They have those reels of themselves as teenagers, preteens walking out. Uh, And so we still do that to this day. Uh, It's kind of a special thing. My my grandparents, uh, my grandfather passed away, I think in 2015. He was the, my, my grandmother passed away before that. So, but we have carried on that tradition. My cousin bought their house that's where we have christmas we do it now instead of christmas night we do it the day after christmas so i'll go down on the 26th we'll go to his house everybody that can come in we'll line up in reverse order we'll walk out in the den and then we'll have, we'll do our big big line family christmas which it used to consist of trying to give a little small presents to all the grandkids that sort of thing now we just do a dirty santa and a, and a supper uh which is wonderful um and so that is that's a tradition that has been going on. I mean, I've done it for all, you know, 48 years of my life uh, and uh, something that my dad was doing, you know, well before that. So just a wonderful thing that we do. And that is probably one of my favorite family traditions. Sure, absolutely. And what about for your current, you know, immediate family? What's a tradition that y'all do? All right, something we do, and this is not nearly as as 
I guess a long lasting, obviously, or ornate. But what we do is we have a um, there's a, a Christmas tree that we ha- we have hanging on a door, so it, it counts the days down to Christmas, right? Sure, Everybody yes. has a somebody have a calendar, somebody have like a chalkboard where they write the days. Uh, we have a tree, and every there's 25 days, and the, each ornament is different, and so like like it's like a magnetic ornament, right? Yeah, so you sure. take the and it's it's a cloth or like a fabric type of Christmas tree. The mm-hmm. ornaments are fabric. Every all 25 of them are different. And so what we do, and of course, you know, you forget about, right? There's 25 of them, then we put them up, and you, it's very hard to remember what number two is, what number eight is. So every morning we wake up, especially with Bo now being back in town, it's like, okay, uh, what's the ornament on the tree today? Yeah. And you have to guess. And like, we keep a tally who gets the number right. So I, I don't, you know, they're in like a little pouch. I had the pouch. I don't look for the right answer until after everybody has guessed. And so we kind of keep a tally. For who, uh, you know, who gets the ornament right every day, and then of course you can have multiple winners if, if two or three people guess the same thing. But that's the thing we do, and we do it every year. Bo, pretty much, he's got extremely good memory, uh, and so he pretty much has them memorized. He may miss about two or three a year. You know, Lisa and I are probably the worst, uh, but they, uh, we just enjoy it every morning. So every morning, I'm the first one up. I'll send a text out to the family that says, "Oh, What's imagine the that today? you're the first one up." Okay. <laughs> And so I'll send it out, and then everybody I, – I will not pull it out until everybody responds, and I'll give my guess. Everybody else responds, and uh, that's just a little thing that we do. Again, it's very small, but just At something that was point, cool. everybody's going to guess right, right? I mean, as y'all get better. Right, well, as you, as you, you start probably remembering probably start to remember, all right, the 6th is going to be a I know chicken what my, my birthday's in December. I know what my birthday right, is. That's easy. Everybody yeah. knows Christmas uh, Eve and Christmas Day. Right, I sure. mean, everybody's going to get those three. Um, you know, Lisa basically guesses ornament the other 20 days. And ornament is just like a regular ball, right, you yeah, know. Sure. There's about six or seven – about six of those so she gets about six of those right but i mean there's like a toy train there's a nutcracker there's a an angel there's a gingerbread man so there's different things yeah, sure. again Bo gets about 23 to about 23 right ally gets less than that but again i'm, I'm probably the worst yeah. uh, but it's just a fun thing we do and, and every that's morning neat. that's the first thing i shoot off starting uh, december 1st so it's just something cool and small well Derek, i'll just go ahead and say, instead of doing something a tradition that we still do with my family i'll go back a little bit to where what you mentioned talking about fam, walking out and having so many years of kids and doing certain things or whatever we when i was little my aunt and i guess you probably stopped doing it now that i'll think back on it and, and you and i have teenage sons and daughters and so you could certainly understand this my aunt aileen which was my dad's aunt was my grandfather's sister she had something called the fun tree mm-hmm. and it was she she wrapped up you know goofy gifts and stuff like that and everybody drew numbers and then it was kind of like dirty santa before dirty santa really right i don't think you could actually uh steal the uh gifts but you could but whatever your number was was what you'd go That's get on the tree yeah exactly and so now that i think back on it that was a a I mean, you, you can remember being seven, eight, nine years old. We go do Christmas all day long, and then you came to the fun tree, which is at night. You got to see cousins, and we'd go outside and spotlight and do all those different things and, you know, all, all that stuff. But we called it the fun tree, but we really started to not want to go when we started to be teenagers. We yeah. started to envision and think of other things that we could be doing. And it's really sad because that's exactly kind of what happens as the teenagers get bigger and busier and, and, um, you know, I can remember my brother, my brother kind of going to the fun tree, but then, you know, he had friends or he knew his buddies were somewhere else. And right. so he kind of, so that it's not necessarily, I know I'm kind of going against the, the, the rules of, the, of what we're supposed to talk about, but teenagers, if, if we have any teenagers listening, pay attention to, like you hope Bo and Allie remember those things and remember those uh, little traditions and those little things that as you get to be teenagers or get to be young adults, or even when you start to go into college, you, you kind of think things are cheesy mm-hmm. or 
or, or, you know, oh, we're doing that again <laughs> or whatever. And, and you just take it for granted. You yeah. take it for granted being around your grandparents and your aunts and your uncles and your cousins. You know, it's not cheesy. It's, it, it'll be over soon. That's right. You know, so it's not, it's not forever. So it'll be over soon. And, you know, so it's just, you know, don't forget those things. You know, I mean, most people know my dad passed away five years ago on the 27th of December. So that my Louisiana Christmas and holiday is now different forever. You know, so when we go down on the 27th, it's, um, that's our travel day down. And, you know, that's, that's the anniversary now of his death. So it's always going to be, um, special to us on that particular day. And then we have our Christmas on the 28th. Now that's what we do. Crane Christmas will be on the 28th. So, um, you know, it's just new tradition start that's right. is what I'm saying. New tradition start. And then I guess now just in the last couple of years, our, our favorite tradition around our house is we really enjoy, um, well, I've told you this before. So when we got our fake tree about 12 years ago, we got some cats, give or take, around the same time. And so we sprayed the tree with a, a kind of deterrent for cats. Right. And for 12 years, right up until this year, because we got our new tree this year just a week ago, every time you pulled that tree out, the taste was on your fingers. It was on your ornaments, your fingers. <laughs> so it was on everything. So crazy enough, but I, that and it sounds awful, and it is and was awful. But you had that same taste for twelve <laughs> years. We had that when we were putting up the uh, you know the artificial Christmas tree, yeah. and it was that was the joke. We 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 didn't want to put the tree up because we knew that taste was going to be there for about two straight days. It's what you taste. It's in the air. Yeah. It's on your food. It's whatever. But um, we don't have that anymore because we got this gorgeous. I told you. I think I accidentally ordered a fourteen foot tree. <laughs> A, it's not much smaller than the tree on the square. It is wow. huge. I'm not I, joking. I can see the bottom of it at the drop. It's by. unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. We had to move furniture out of the way to have this tree. It's crazy. So yeah, pass by the house, you'll see a 14 foot tree. So I know I'm not really giving a good answer or whatever when it comes to our, our tradition. But yeah, now that I think about it, setting up the tree, putting the tree, decorating the tree, which we plan to do tonight after the parade. Now that Hannah Grace is home, she instantly had to go to Meridian. So now we've been delaying that. And then we're going to put on the uh, the last four years, we put on the Casey Musgrave um, Christmas special on Amazon. And so that's kind of in the background as we set, as we do stuff with the, with the ornaments and everything. You know, it's amazing, Derek. We all get so busy and, and we don't take a second to really enjoy and, and exhale. Because, man, would you, it seems like our, our fuses get shorter. We get more frustrated with one another. We ha- we put so much pressure on each other to get things done. I think something else that we, we do, Derek, is we, Christmas traditions are awesome, but we put so much pressure on all of ourselves and each other to carry on those traditions, without. And, but we don't give ourselves a little bit of flexibility. Meaning, if yeah. we don't eat at 6 o'clock, it's okay. It's okay if we don't eat until 6.15 or 6.30 and stuff like that. I know you, you're kind of a time guy. So do you struggle with that? or do you, uh, Around the holidays, no, not especially like a, like a, if, you, if somebody tells you, hey, we're going to eat at 1 o'clock, that's in your brain for weeks. Now, if you tell me 1 o'clock, then yeah, I have a problem right. with it. But, but I'm but, talking about Christmas traditions. Do you, are you, give yourself are you talking about like Christmas flex- Day? I'm just talking about Christmas traditions. Mm-hmm. Do you give yourself some flexibility that we all need? we got to give each other some grace when it comes to yeah, that. Yeah, I think the only thing that I never wanted to miss, and this is back to what I was, what talked about my growing up tradition was, my my only rule, and I don't really, I mean, I'm not one to say, you know, we have to do this, whatever, I mean, and I probably don't go home enough. My standing rule, when my grandparents were alive, I was not missing 
Christmas walkthrough. Like that was it. Like there was, it didn't matter. I will go by myself, but I'm not missing that. And I never did. Uh, Mm -hmm. I never missed a Christmas walkthrough. And so that stuff like that, I'm, I'm inflexible as in I'm going to be there for that camera rolling with my grandparents because it could be the last time, right? I mean, of course it could be anybody's last year, but I'm just saying, you know, as they got, especially as they got older, stuff like that. But actually the traditions themselves, I'm pretty flexible. I mean, we spend, all, the, all Christmas Eve in my in-laws' house, and that's extremely flexible. We go to church, back from church. There's stuff going on, and then Christmas morning we have brunch at our house, and it could be nine, it could be ten. So I, I think I'm pretty flexible that way. My, my main thing is just I, I think I do rush through. Like I took off today to get shopping done, right? I mean that's that's one of the things I'm doing, and I, I just want that over with. Right. Like I just so that I'm really so the enjoyment of it is not a part of that right now. I, if I if I find a special gift or yeah. if like oh yeah that's Perfect. Right, I, sure. I do feel yeah, I feel good there, but actually crossing them off or knowing I have two left, I want to get those two done. Yes. And so much of that is because, again, Derek, our families, we don't want for anything. Correct. You know what I'm saying? We don't want for anything. That's, you know, you want a pair, a new pair of shoes, we figure out sometime how it works throughout the year to get it. You know, I mean, Wilson's cleats for soccer need to get purchased. That's you know, right. that's just, you know. You can't save that for Christmas. <laughs> right. It's one of those things. It's, it, it's uh, you know, look, as we move on, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Derek and I look forward to the next few shows. As we mentioned, not a whole lot of stuff going on in Hernando. Uh, Derek said there's a lot of stuff going on in South Haven and Isle of Branch. And I was like, well, Derek, it's called Under the Water Tower for a reason. <laughs> we tried to do so much stuff covering the DeSoto County area, and it just didn't make sense with our list. Listeners were so focused on Hernando. Yeah, and one of the traditions, though, we do want to go ahead and mention right here before we get into our, our uh, sponsors is the uh, Santa Claus Caravan. Uh, that is a tradition now we've been doing. This will be the 12th year. Yes. But the 12th Santa Claus Caravan, it is this Saturday, December 17th. It will start at 9 a.m. from Longview Point. We'll travel down McInvale, enter Heritage Oaks, and then continue all the way through the east side of town. Then we'll go to the west side of town, hitting two or three subdivisions, finishing at Williamsbrook for the end of it. Again, we'll have uh, just a line of cars. So if you hear sirens, if you hear cars honking, uh, if you see a fire truck with Santa on the back, that is the crew of Hernando thanking all of the neighborhoods for providing Christmas for nine families. And it, I should say it was the crew of Hernando, also the Young Women's Club and the Women's Club of Hernando, all helping to provide Christmas for nine families. We're thanking all those neighborhoods, all those ladies that have helped with that, as well as wishing the town of Hernando Merry Christmas. So please look for that again starting 9 a.m. at Longview Point, and uh, we're going to work. Uh, you'll see the, uh, I think the um, route has already been posted on our Facebook page. We're going to post it again uh, Wednesday night after Wednesday night. So sometime on Thursday, look for it again, and we'll post it again Saturday morning. Look for the route. Bring your kids outside. Come to your driveways and allow us to wish you Merry Christmas and catch some candy from the crew of Hernando. Uh, just, a, again, a tradition we started 12 years ago, and this will be the 12th time that we have done it. It has, for certain, become a tradition to all the Crew Fernando member kids that do take part in that. And then every the route doesn't change much because the neighborhoods don't change much. So it's kind of we work our way through those same neighborhoods, it seems like. And uh, we hope the people that even aren't members or the people that hear us coming uh, enjoy that. And it's kind of a way for the Saturday before Christmas, typically, which I know it's Christmas Eve, but we're not doing that. Uh, but the Saturday before Christmas is uh, typically um, that's when Santa Claus comes through on the fire truck. And I hope those kids remember that. So that's a great tradition uh, that now happens in Hernando. And Derek, one tradition uh, in the city of Fernando and across the entire South, um, it's leaf fall season. Yeah. Okay. Leaf falling season has definitely happened. And uh, I mean, 
if you pass by our church, you pass by the library, you pass by all these different places that have these big trees and the, the, <laughs> the leaves have just said, all right, we're done. We're done. It's time now. So <laughs> After those three yeah. days of straight rain, exactly. everybody lost their leaves. Everybody lost their leaves. And if you need help with leaves over the next weeks, months, please consider contacting our longtime sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, winter cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, grading of your property, any project on the outside of your home or office. Give Richard and his team a call at 662-292-8855. As I mentioned, veteran-owned. Richard's the kind of guy that you want to work with and deal with when it comes to your home. You can find more information about him and his team at Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. You can also look at his website, WilliamsLawnMaintenance.com. But again, the best way to get in touch with him, 662-292-8855. Let Richard come out. Take a look. No job too small. No job too large. If he can't do the project, he'll put you in touch with someone who can. Give him a call today, 662-292-8855. Williams Services. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Well, Derek, middle of our Tuesday show always brings us to the same place, the DeSoto County Fact of the Week, brought to us by the DeSoto County Museum, located across the street from Cadence Bank, Derek's Bank, on Commerce Street, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, a gem of a museum, a wonderful place right here in Hernando that we for sure take for granted. Rob Long and his staff would love to serve you at the DeSoto County Museum, as I mentioned, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, and Rob always does a great job giving us our DeSoto County Fact of the Week. What you got this week, Derek? All right, so we mentioned during the Alderman meeting last week, we talked about uh, the corner of Highway 51 and Robertson Road that finally uh, was talked about, finally was no longer tabled, and finally approved uh, uh, for a potential new office building to go uh, on that corner lot. Well, we mentioned during that story, I guess during that report, about the house just north of that uh, where the uh, new owner or the, the current owner decided that uh, you know he wanted to speak out against it because of uh, it used to be a dairy farm. And so uh, Rob Long heard that and reached out to us and got us the information on that house and on that old dairy farm. So Mr. Lex Wooten once owned a huge dairy operation consisting of hundreds of acres encompassing the land north of U.S. 51 from Hernando to Nesbitt, Mississippi. When Interstate 55 was built, it split that dairy farm in two. The dairy farm was managed by O. W. Harden, also known as Uncle Shorty, the father of the late commercial appeal artist Jim Harden, and his five siblings of three boys and two girls. When the interstate was built in about 1962, the Harden family moved into the old Weisinger house, the white Victorian house high on the hill just above the property that was uh, talked about last week, which still stands today. The house was built in 1912. When O.W. Harden retired from managing Mr. Wooten's large dairy farm, he brought his family to live 
in the Weisinger house. There was already a dairy barn located just south of the house. Mr. Harden later turned that old dairy barn into a woodworking shop. Mr. O.W. Harden is the father of Gale Subdivision, which he created on land that he owned, which was originally part of the old Weisinger place. There are roughly a dozen or more homes in the Gale Cove today. Of course, that's the road just north of this White House that we're talking about, right across from Edge Fitness. Leads you into that little 10 or 12 lot uh, subdivision. In the past, it was proposed... Uh, the White House that we're talking about as a wedding boutique and other uses. So that is the history of that house, again, built in 1912, that sits on the hill and is still there today. Yeah, across the street, you said from the, the, the big White House, across the street, Edge Fitness, the church. Yeah, the Church Church of God right there. construction, yeah. that mm-hmm. area, that's what you're looking for there. What a neat, go back to what we were just talking about, Derek. I mean, can you imagine the different traditions and Christmas holiday stuff that, that, that they did all around that area. I mean, how neat is it that he carved out a, a cove mm-hmm. for, for you know his family and that type of stuff? I mean, really neat stuff. Always some good facts that you get from Rob Long uh, there at the DeSoto County Museum. Those are just some of the things, some of the uh, you know mindless trivia probably Rob Long knows about Hernando and DeSoto County. Well, I just really appreciate him hearing that and reaching out sure. to say, look, I got the history on that and just send it to us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what Rob does. He's a big fan of the UTW podcast. He's always spoken, spoken highly of, of our show. Uh, you and I spoke the Rotary Club months and months ago, and, and he, you know, pretty quickly when we were done with our presentation on what a podcast is, he did a really good job of saying, hey, these, here's what these guys do, and, and it's very informative. So uh, we really appreciate him always supporting us. And please get by and support the DeSoto County Museum. I didn't mention a second ago, but admission is always free. However, a donation is always appreciated. So whether it's $2, it's $20, it's $200, anything you can give to the DeSoto County Museum that can help to uh, preserve a lot of these different artifacts and preserve a lot of these a lot of their memorabilia and and relics of the soda county that's what rob and his staff are working towards thank you again to soda county museum visit tuesday through saturday nine to five admission is always free but as you mentioned Derek, on the, the the fact of the week dairy farms big white house multiple homes in the cove all those are going to need insurance. Yes, they are. They're going to need insurance, Derek. And if you're looking for insurance in DeSoto County, please reach out to our longtime sponsor, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance is located in South Haven, but ready to work and serve anybody under the water tower. They work with some of the largest companies in the world, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Humana, Aetna, Mutual of Omaha, Progressive, Nationwide, Hartford, Liberty Mutual, Travelers, Safeco. Those are just some of the over 50 insurance companies that trust Holland Insurance to represent them in DeSoto County. Call Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland and their staff. Tell them your needs. Tell them your budget. Let Bruce and Jerry match you up with the best company to serve you. Call them today, 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. As I've mentioned, located in South Haven, but able to serve anyone in the Mid-South, licensed in Tennessee, Arkansas, and Mississippi. Call them today, 662-895-5528. Thank you again, Holland Insurance. Well, if you're new to the UTW podcast, our show ends uh, basically the same way every time we discuss local high school sports, Hernando, North Point, and Lewisburg, those teams that are right here in this area, that's who we cover and uh, shine a light on. Not a whole lot of games have happened since then, but Derek's going to update us on that. Uh, But before we get there, as I mentioned uh, moments ago, sports-related, as we record right now at 345 on this Monday, um, Derek and I are huge football fans. Derek and I have – 
been a fan of the gentleman that we're going to speak of in just one second. Uh, most people know what I'm talking about. Our, our thoughts and our prayers are with the Mississippi State family. Coach Mike Leach at this particular time is, is, is fighting for his life, Derek. He is, you know, in Jackson. I know he was airlifted from Starkville to Jackson, um, had a medical emergency, a medical issue that is, um, really, you know, things do not look good. And, um, it just reminds you and shows all of us, all of the fans we have and the bitterness that sometimes we have when it comes to, uh, you know, our alma maters that uh, battle each other on the gridiron or on the football fields, how small and minimal those things are. And um, you and I have paid attention to Mike Leach for 20 years. As long as you and I have been friends, he always has a, a little you know joke or was always a good interview. And we paid attention to him at Texas Tech. We paid attention to him at Washington State. Um, and just a very interesting, I won't even say coach, but he's a very interesting man. Mm-hmm. And um, really was. Yeah, I mean, he's an attorney, uh, just a lot of different things. Um, you know, I'm not trying to speak of him in the past tense, but I know he's got a very long battle ahead of him right now. Like I said, at 10 till 4, um, we don't have word one way or another currently but uh, our hearts break uh, you know you, you don't hear this it doesn't happen you know I think the last time a sitting coach had something happen I was listening to another podcast trying to figure out the um, football coach for LSU in the late 70s uh, perished in a plane crash wow it's and been that long. in the late 70s like 79 or 80 and he had yet to coach a game wow so it's just it's extremely rare no it, it is and he's just I mean as you mentioned an interesting man uh, just yes. has a lot of uh Interesting topics that he's, you know, that he's interested in. Right. Uh, that's a lot of interesting. But uh, also, he, you know, he taught a class at Washington State. He taught a class at Mississippi State. Uh, just and you could, you know, enroll in his class. He would sit down and just kind of talk with you, and um, you know, and, and go over things. And just, just a, a great interview. Uh, always had no idea what he was going to say. Just spoke off the cuff. Really had some different tangents that he would go off on uh they were always interesting of course his i think he did a big thing about gummy bears a big thing about candy right. uh like about a year or so ago i think it was around christmas or maybe halloween last year and just uh i mean you don't get characters like that uh every so often a lot of it you know you get the normal coach speech you get the you know everybody's trying to save their job and he's just never been about that he's always just been carefree uh just really out there doesn't seem like he puts in you know, 80 hours a week on the job. I mean, he's, you know, okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna look at the film. I'm going to study it. I'm not, you know, not taking a team for granted or anything like that. But he just doesn't look like he burns the midnight oil like some of the younger coaches do or some of the other coaches he might have grown up with. And uh, it's just kind of refreshing. He's, he's refreshing for college football. Again, we did follow him at Texas Tech. Uh, he beat Ole Miss twice at Texas Tech uh, when we played against him. Uh, beat Eli one year. And then, of course, Washington State. I mean, Garner Minshew and that those teams that he had up there were fantastic. And, I mean, again, we, we do not like Mississippi State. I mean, we were Ole Miss fans. But, I, you know, the other coaches of theirs that we despised never had a one – nothing about him that I despise. I think, uh, you know, our coach, Lane Kiffin, has a lot of respect for him. Uh, they're basically friends uh, off the field. And so just very, very sad to hear about that. I think he's 61 years old, so he's not – you know, I mean, 61 I guess could be considered, you know, over the hill or whatever, but it's not old. I mean, at, at this day and time, 61 does not seem old. So our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. All of our Mississippi State friends who are now worried they might not have a coach 
Uh, I mean, that's and again, we're not reporting that. By no, no, no. Trash, I said, I said just, they might not. I mean, we, you know, yeah. I, I don't. And I'm think, looking. I just looked two seconds ago on ESPN. They're not reporting. They're anything. not reporting anything. You and I both know miracles do happen, and, and they do. But I, I still for. don't think that he'll be ready for a bowl game. So sure. there's a lot of uncertainty. Signing day is Wednesday. Right, sure. There's a lot of uncertainty. A lot of uncertainty. And Which so again, pales in comparison. Very pale, very I mean, pale. That, none of none of that stuff absolutely matters when it comes to life. And that, that's the whole thing is that like when you think about all that stuff, coaching a ball game, signing a class, this is a man's life. And I think that every one of the like my family is, is, is a state family. They they went to Mississippi State. They love Mississippi State. They don't care about the fact that sure. they might not have a good whatever. All they care about is like please let him live, let him walk away from this, and maybe he's coaching us, you know, a year from now. And that's that's what. And it's just a it's a it's a hard time. It's the holiday season, and when there is a high profile person like that, especially in the southeast in the southeastern conference, uh, it is shocking. And as you said, it's been a long, long time since something like has happened like this. Absolutely. So our thoughts and prayers for sure are um you know go out to Coach Leach and his family. No easy segue, Derek, but uh, I think Coach Leach would want us to talk about and shine a light on these young people right here in Desoto County that have played since our last show. So tell me all you got. All right, so we're going to start with soccer. Uh, we're going to start with the uh, Hernando boys and girls soccer team which is the team that we cover uh, during this season the Hernando girls and boys soccer teams had their matches Tuesday canceled due to Noah's flood and it looked like the same uh, would be for the matches on Friday against Center Hill however the schools were able to work it out to play on the turf at Olive Branch and faced off in a non-district match off between both sexes in the girls game the Lady Tigers defeated the Lady Mustangs 5-2 to two. five different Lady Tigers scored Emmeline Smith Riley Jackson Marin Ludwig, Loxley Boyles, and Delaney Hopkins all scored for the Lady Tigers, uh, who get the win again over Center Hill and uh, what is a, a great kind of a, a district conference rivalry, uh, but not again a district game. Uh, the Tigers, the boys' soccer team, were looking to make it a sweep over the Mustangs and got off to a nice start with a goal by Calvin Harrison eight minutes into the match. Calvin found the back of the net for the second time with two minutes left in the half to take a two-nil lead into halftime. 17 minutes into the second half, Joseph Thornhill found Tyler Starnes for a goal to make it 3-0. Harrison makes a long run and knocks it in for a hat trick and a 4-0 lead for the Tigers with 14 minutes left. Hayden Page finishes the scoring on a PK with 11 minutes left to play to win the match 5-0. The Tigers are now 6-3 and will have two district matches this week, starting Tuesday night at home against South Panola, followed by South Haven on Thursday. Uh, so this is a big week ahead uh, for the start of the district. Again, two district games this week. Uh, Matt, you mentioned to me off air that uh, if for some reason the storms come through early uh, or if it, they have not quite hit yet but it looks like they may hit, that game could be moved uh, to South Panola uh, because they have a turf field where it can be, be played. Go ahead and give them the home game first. Of course, uh, in the district you play every team twice, so South Panola at some point would play uh, in Hernando either this week or on the return trip for the swap. So we'll see how that goes. That's right, Derek. Uh, the boys' soccer team, five-game winning streak, lost against Lewisburg, and now they're back on the winning track. District for Hernando. Hernando should be favored district. Um, you know, I, I feel like they're going to win district. South Panola is not a very good team. South Haven has their ups and downs. South Haven playing without a coach now. Long story. Uh, you know, maybe ask somebody else about that. But uh, a lot going on with South Haven soccer. Like, but Hornlake will have a pretty good team. They yeah, they'll be, have, they'll have a decent squad. So, I mean, but Hernando should be the favorite for this side or this district, uh, this four-team district in this area. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm – I don't believe in jinxes, and I think Hernando should uh, win every game. So let's let's see what happens. Good luck, girls and boys, moving forward. All right. The 
now we're moving to basketball. The North Point girls have not played a game other than JV since our last show. Their next game will be next Saturday after exams are over. So this coming up Saturday, the 17th, after their exams are over. So we'll look to cover them on our shows next week. The North Point boys uh, played games Friday and Saturday, looking to continue to get better and incorporating two players who have recently become eligible due to transfers. In the first game, North Point Christian defeated West Memphis, Arkansas, 77-64. to North Point was led by Christian Gilliland with 34 points, Aiden Kelly had 19 points, and Grayson Alford had 15 points. In the second game on Saturday, North Point faced off against Freedom Prep out of Memphis and pushed out to an early 20-6 lead in the first quarter and never looked back, winning the game 68-43. to With both those wins, North Point improved their record to 3-5 and and will take a break to focus on exams and will play again this coming up weekend. Now moving to Lewisburg. Both Patriots teams traveled to Lake Cormorant to face off against the Gators on Friday night, and the Patriots knew it would be a tough going into the swamp. In the first game, the Lady Patriots jumped out to an 18-8 lead and pushed that lead to 24-16 at the half. The Lady Patriots kept the heat up on defense, only giving up nine points in the third and eight in the fourth to win impressively over the Lady Gators 56-32. The Lady Patriots were led by Izzy Goss with 14 points, followed by Allison Irby with 13. The Lady Patriots are now 8-4. The Patriots looked their 11-1 record to the Swamp and started as the girls did, taking the lead after the first 16-10. That lead was pushed to 31-18 at the half. The Gators made a run in the third quarter, but the Patriots answered and kept the lead at 12 after the end of the third period. But the Gators made another run to make it interesting at 49-43 with two minutes left, but the Patriots made their, make their free throws down the stretch and win the game 58-47. Amarian Davis led Lewisburg with 16, followed by Noah Jurgensen with 12. They are now an impressive 12-1 on the season. Now moving to Hernando. The Hernando girls traveled down to Germantown, Mississippi, not Tennessee, as I reported on Tuesday, and faced off against the Lady Mavericks. This has become a multi-sport rivalry between these two schools. The Lady Mavericks got out early and led the Tigers 40-19 at the half. The Tigers could not deal with the tough squad of the Lady Mavericks and to lose 67-38. to They look to rebound Monday for in-school play against the Lady Gators that the Lady Patriots just played. The boys did not fare much better against Germantown. They were down 19-6 at the end of the first and doubled up at halftime 34-17. The Mavericks pull away and win 57-30. Daryl Tate had 11 for the Tigers. They will also play Monday. They play today in school against the Gators, and we will have those results for you on our Friday show. Germantown's kind of becoming a force in the North Mississippi region. Well, man, they really are. And again, yeah, that's what I, they're I mentioned. A good school. Well, we played them in baseball. We beat them out. We played them in football. They beat us out. Girls, uh, girls softball. Girls softball you know, was a battle. Germantown's one of yeah. our yeah. Germantown's quickly becoming a rival for the city of Hernando or for Hernando High School. So, uh, not surprising. I mean, they're, like I said, they're slowly getting better and better every year. Uh, very well funded. Very well. Um, let's just say their parents are involved. Yeah. So they're a very active school. Germantown's becoming again. Uh, we're going to hear their their name for many many years to come in the Hernando High School area with, in all sports. So Germantown is one, and that's not Germantown, Tennessee, by the way. That is. Germantown, Germantown High School, yeah, I know. just I, I, north of Jackson in uh, Gluckstadt. 
Gluckstat. Yeah, whatever you want to say. <laughs> Gluckstat. Yeah, Gluckstat. Look, that's some of the stuff we talk about. Good luck to all those men and women as they continue to play for basketball, soccer, all the different things. We love to shine a light on the uh, local athletes for uh, the city of Fernando and all around the area. We really appreciate you tuning in and uh, feeding us that information at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com or uh, letting us know on Twitter or tweeting at us with an at UTW podcast. If you enjoy our show, share it. Share it with friends and family wherever you listen to our show google spotify apple podcast wherever you listen to it simply hit share share it with friends family share it on facebook hernando happenings however you can we really appreciate you helping us to get the word out about the utw podcast you can also find us on facebook at utw podcast on instagram at utw podcast and on twitter at utw pod again like i just mentioned tweet us at at utw pod if you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Simply releases a show early Monday mornings covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They also deep dive into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch Athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Well, Derek, I look forward to reporting back on how the parade was uh, this coming Friday. Uh, everybody get out tonight. Hopefully everybody has a wonderful time. It is cooler out there. I think it's overcast, but no threat of rain. So congratulations on the chamber, on the move. Had to happen. You for sure hope people, uh, you know, get benefit benefit from better weather and I hope it's a wonderful turnout for this one of the best Christmas parades in the uh, DeSoto County area for sure and don't forget this coming Saturday 12th annual Santa Claus Caravan we will remind you on Friday a wonderful time to come out see Santa as he uh, gets ready to head back to the North Pole to get ready for Christmas Eve well Derek if there's nothing else I'm Matt and I'm Derek join us next time under the water tower city sidewalks busy sidewalks Dressed in holiday style In the air there's a feeling of Christmas Children laughing, people passing, meeting